Welcome to Down with the Dig. I'm Shella. And I'm Matt. This is a podcast presented by the Ohio Laborers Union to keep you connected to your labor family. This is Down with the Dig. Occasionally, we like to take the listeners on a tour around Ohio and visit some of our local unions. It's always nice to visit with the locals, see what's going on in their area and what they're doing in the communities. Now, one of the claims Ohio makes is it's the birthplace of aviation. And I suppose that North Carolina would probably argue with us on that point. Uh, But the Wright brothers did, in fact, design the first airplane here in Ohio. And we're going to visit with Jason Lautenschlager, vice president and field representative of Labor's Local 1410 in Dayton, Ohio. Hi, Jason. Hello. How are you guys today? Doing well. How are you? Good, good. Getting busy down here. Oh, that's always a good thing. It is. It is. So, Jason, before you started your duties as field representative and vice president at the local, what what did you do before that? I worked in the field uh, for about 20 years and had a chance to work on the highway, did some building trades, actually did some pipeline work, too. So, I was pretty fortunate to get um, a little taste of about all the construction that, that I deal with as a field rep. How long have you been in Local 1410? Uh, this will be my sixth year as a field rep and vice president here at 1410. And how long as a member? Uh, 26 years. I bet you've seen a lot of changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Never thought I'd be doing something like this. I can tell you that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of changes. So for our listeners that may not be Ohio residents, can you describe Dayton, where it is in the state and uh, how many uh, counties the local represents? So we're in the southwest part of the state. We cover eight counties. The heart of our work goes on in Greene and Montgomery County. Uh, we do have uh, several rural counties outside of there where we have work that goes on. But again, the majority of our work is in Green and, and Montgomery County, which Montgomery County is Dayton. And maybe Dayton is best known for being the home of the Wright brothers, correct? Yes, yes, absolutely. There's a pretty neat little uh, lumber shop downtown where the, the Wright brothers actually bought the, the lumber for their airplanes. So we drive past it pretty frequently. That's pretty cool. Do you have any work at like Wright-Patterson Air Force Base? We do. Um, it's it's a little bit of a um, a different world at Wright Pat. We with with the help of Carl, he's he's kind of bringing some of that to light as to what goes on out there. Yeah, there's there's a ton of work that's getting ready to happen out there. So Jason, you're talking about Carl Jefferson, our tri funds coordinator. Yes, Carl Jefferson, the Trifunds coordinator, has he's he's sent a lot of information uh, as to what's going on at Wright Pat and helped us out a lot. So, and for those that don't know, he's also the master multitasker. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's probably on like five, six different things right now. So, <laughs> so unfortunately, one of the things that brought Dayton into the news in the past few years has been the tornado that struck uh, in Dayton and the surrounding areas on, I think it was Memorial Day evening two years ago? Yes. Yes, it was. This wasn't just a normal tornado. This was an F5 tornado, correct? Yes, it it affected uh, multiple communities. And and it would actually, uh, it was was five different tornadoes from what I understand, Um, anywhere from F3 to F5s. Um, So yeah, it, it affected Brookville, Troutwood, Clayton, uh, Xenia, 
Cedarville. So, I mean, it was, it was all over the place. It wasn't just one specific area. That's, that's for sure. I heard they even had the snow plows out on I-75 just to shove debris out of the way. So traffic, traffic could flow again. Yes, they did. They did. And it was, I think the crazy thing about it was there was one fatality, um, and it was in Salina, which, uh, it was I mean, a blessing. I don't understand how, but when you see the damage, you wouldn't understand how either, but, um, that, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. We, we had several members that were directly affected by it. Um, we, we, we actually had a, a contractor, uh, Miller pipeline that was pretty involved in that part of it because they did, um, a lot of the, the relights for the gas part of it. And, Pretty much, they, they told the guys, you know, as as they got the relighting done and checked to make sure that the lines were, were, were okay, um, to pretty much help these people out, you know, whatever they needed. If they needed you to, you know, help move some tree limbs out of the yard, that's what they did before they went on the next house. So, um, yeah, it, it, and, you know, we did we did some stuff with uh, AFL-CIO as far as, you know, donating food to the to the food bank for, you know, members, union members, period. Um yeah, it was it was kind of a kind of a crazy crazy spring. And when you say relights, I assume you mean like pilot lights on water heaters and stoves. And- yes, yes. It sounds like you guys have like fourteen ten, like your members and the local itself. You have a lot of community involvement. Are there some things that you can tell us about that you guys help out with in the community? So yeah, we we try to do um, prior. Um, to COVID-19, we, we've tried to do a lot of uh, um, uh, job fair events uh, at different high schools to, you know, recruit people, kind of let them know what we're about. Um, we also, you know, do some sponsoring as far as uh, members, children's teams, clubs, things like that. So just, you know, if they've got a, a yearbook or we'll take an ad out in it, you know, just, just to get our name out there and, and, and to help the kids out a little bit. And, and hopefully when they, when they graduate, they'll, they'll come look us up or give us a chance anyway. How has COVID affected you and what have you guys done to kind of try to, you know, keep things going? Everybody's, you know, kind of doing the same things. So now, you know, we're, instead of, you know, meeting people, you know, as far as the recruiting end of it, meeting people in person, we, you know, kind of ask them to email resumes in, um, you know, just trying to, to distance yourself. Are you still having your union meetings monthly? Yes, we are. And uh, so we actually we actually sold our union hall in the midst of uh, the COVID process here, <laughs> actually right prior to it. So we were working from home which worked out pretty good because we really didn't have a place to work anyway. So, um, and uh, uh, we finally, we got a new building and got moved in about two months ago. Well, first of the year. And uh, so we, we've started having our union meetings and things are, are slowly getting back to normal. So we're getting ready to kick off a new construction season here in Ohio. Uh, any big projects coming up in Dayton's area? Uh, we've got several that have been ongoing, um, you know, with, we have the, the, that 70, 75 interchange is kind of at the heart of our jurisdiction. So there's always something going on there. Um, we've got Barrett's got a big project going on 35 and then Ruland's got a pretty good sized project going on, on 75 on the South end of town. And a lot of, uh, what we're seeing coming up is, is mostly, uh, asphalt paving, a lot of paving going to happen this year. So looks like a good year for us from what we can tell so far. 
Sounds like a lot of road work. Yes, and that's that's the heart of our work is road work. We every highway work. We get a little bit of pipeline work and and a decent amount of building trades, but what pays the bills for us is is the heavy highway work. It seems like Western Ohio is somewhat of a hotbed of uh, renewable energy. Is there any renewable energy sources going in in your area? There is. Um, there's. I won't say they're they're currently going in, but there's several of them that are slated to go in. And I know there's some holdups on um, landowners, things like that. But there's there's several large solar farms that are ready to go in here. We did get um, just a small amount of the windmill project. Uh, most of that. Uh, was in Marion's local. We got a small amount of it um, in Logan County up there, but the solar farm seems to be uh, what's what's going to go in around here from what we can tell. With the solar energy, are your members going to have to have a different sort of training or are they already prepared to do that work with, you know, with the training that we normally have? From what I understand, um, just, you know, through the district council meetings and stuff, the, the, the work itself is seems to be fairly um, uh, conducive of what we already do. So, you know, I, I don't I don't see that we're going to have to have a whole lot of training on that end of it. We just need to get the work. <laughs> right, right. So we were looking for someone from Dayton to join us on our podcast, and we originally asked Ted Baker, the business manager, and he declined. And why did he decline? Well, he, he found out that the, the podcast was, was not a fishing rod, so um, he, he elected me to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. I wondered, I wondered why you were the one doing it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't the type of casting he yeah. was uh, <laughs> banking on. He's actually going to go this weekend uh, for the first time of the year uh, up to Indian Lake and, and try his podcasting skills <laughs> out. So. <laughs> so I assume you'd be a fan of the proposed infrastructure bill that's being discussed on a federal level uh, to do some of the projects. It seems like I-75 is always under construction in Dayton, uh, but I assume uh, there's there's always work to be done there, right? Well, there is. There is. The volume of traffic that runs through there is, is unbelievable. So, yeah, there, it's always always under construction, and, and typically that construction is, is union. I mean, uh, very few of the, the highway contractors uh, that, that do highway work in this area uh, are non-union, so it, it generates a lot of work for our members, um, you know, from – that that seventy seventy five intersection, like even as we speak, is being worked on. So, um, yeah, it's uh, we're, we're we're a big fan of uh, of that part of the the, the infrastructure bill that's going to be passed and or hopefully be passed because that's going to generate a lot of work for for our members absolutely necessary work too because we know that yes infrastructure is is in bad shape in this country and and uh, it could all use a, a, a little refresher. About how many members does local fourteen ten have? We we fluctuate between nine hundred fifty to a thousand ten ish, depending on the month. Uh, but we we ride right right around thousand members. Is that all active About, or active and retired? That's that's total. So we we have right around six hundred active members, Great. plus or minus. But that's that's a pretty good ballpark figure of our active members. Do you have pipeline work? In Dayton or no? We we have uh, what what we consider integrity work that goes on. Um, so we typically 
we have one to two big projects a year. They're big for us. They'll they'll employ anywhere from six to eight laborers. Um, and that's, you know, so we have a, some small integrity work that goes on through Miller Pipeline. But to say we've got a lot of pipeline work, no. I mean, we've mm-hmm. got enough for maybe six to eight laborers a year. Does Dayton have any kind of waterways work or any kind of plant work? Waterways, um, yeah, we we actually, they did some, some low dam construction uh, for kayaks type things on the Miami River there. Uh, that's one project that comes to mind. It's been completed. It's kind of a decorative thing where they took the low dams out and they made them. It's almost like an artificial rock type thing where the kayaks can pass pass through it as they go down through. Um, that's that's really the only project that comes to mind anyway. Now, do you do any kayaking or boating, hunting, anything? Like, what are your hobbies? I do a lot of hunting, um, bow hunting mostly. And uh, my wife and I, we, we got into... Uh, shed hunting looking looking for antlers so um we we started doing that when i was in the field because you know i had a couple months off every year and that was kind of the time of year where the the deer dropped their antlers and you know when you're laid off you don't have a lot of money so it didn't cost a lot of money to do that so we just started it and it's uh uh it's blossomed from there i now have like three labs that look for them and (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah it's just one of those hobbies that kind of grew um, unexpectedly. <laughs> if someone wants to know more about Local 1410, is there a Facebook or a website they can go to? So we've got a website for our members. We have a we have an email um, at local1410 at gmail.com. They can email us um, questions and, and get, we'll get back with them. Uh, how about apprentices? Do you guys have a lot of apprentices that you're able to put to work? So we do. Um we we work with uh, with Travis, the apprenticeship coordinator uh, for this area, um, and and that's we have companies that that request uh, apprentices from time to time, and we have I don't know I'm going to say upwards of twenty apprentices, and and most of them stay busy, um, and and that's pretty much the reason I don't have an exact count is because most of the time they don't come back in. Um, they stay busy there or they're, or they're in school, one of the two, but yes, sure. we, we do have a, an active apprenticeship program here. Good. Developing the, the next generation of the workforce. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel like that you have a good relationship with 1410's contractors? We do. We do. Um, we try to do as many pre-jobs as we can, um, with them to, to develop that relationship. And, mm-hmm. and they call us from time to time, you know, in the winter time saying, Hey, I'm looking for a pipe guy in the spring. And that's kind of how we, we try to time our pre-jobs up prior to the the kickoff of the season so that we kind of understand what they're looking for, if they're looking for help, if they're not. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I, I think we do have, we have as good a relationship as we can with, with our local contractors. A local union's business manager seems to be the face of the union. And certainly the field representatives are out there, you know, going on job sites, but what, what are the roles of the vice president? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should have prepped you for that one. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm pretty much here in case the the president doesn't show up. So, so, So maybe the better question is, what are the roles of the president that you back up as vice president? Um, you know, just, um, chairing meetings. If he's not, if he's not here, um, I, I would chair the meetings. Um, 
he he does the check signing so i mean i I, i'm not on the list to do that so if he's not here i guess we just don't get paid but (laughs) and and who is the president of local 14 that that would be mr jerry white is our president jason thank you so much for taking part of your day today to talk to us about dayton and labor's local 1410 all right guys well thanks for having us and you guys take care and if you need anything give us a call It's always good to catch up with some of our friends and affiliates around the state of Ohio. It sure is, Matt, and that was a fun conversation with Jason. If you have any questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at talk at downwiththedig.com. Please subscribe to us, and it would mean a lot if you share us with your friends. Thanks for joining us today. Be safe out there. Well, now you're up to date. Views and comments expressed on this podcast may not be those of Ohio Labor's District Council or LIUNA. Thanks for listening, and let's be careful out there.